Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is January 8th, it's 2019, and we have eight basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, it's been it's been like a month now, um, you know, he was off, you know, traveling for uh, live finals, but JSU Rab, J- John, how are you doing, my friend? Hi, you know, doing pretty good, uh, was, uh, you know, busy night for me, I was on the uh, live stream, the RG live stream um, at 520, and I'm back talking with you, you know, a few hours later, watch some basketball in between, got some food, I'm ready to go. Yeah, uh, food's never a bad thing. Like, yeah. you know, that's, that's always a good thing. So appreciate you joining me. We're going to be breaking down this eight-game slate. Uh, we were just talking, you know, pre-show that it's nice to have a nice little, like, Monday-Tuesday slate here, eight and eight games back-to-back, and then we get a nice little 10 gamer on uh, Wednesday. So it's a nice little uh, stretch here to start the week off. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, uh, Tuesday, uh, usually I go a little lighter, but um, probably not to tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow just because uh, it's eight games. So it should be a, a good slate. Yeah, you know, everybody knows we record the night before. So we're recording. The night before, um, during halftime of the national championship game, and um, ready to break down this slate. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, fantasydraft.com. Bunch of awesome stuff going on here for NBA on this slate. Uh, they got all kinds of stuff going on. They got their football stuff up. They got another $20,000 pick and roll here for NBA tonight. They got their PGA uh, tour card up, $25 buy-in tournament where you're not playing against people that have massive amount of entries i think the entry max on that is four so if you're wanting to play some pga they got their nhl stuff so ton of stuff going on over there at fantasy draft if you haven't checked them out it's fantasydraft.com sign up to the rotor grinders links that way you get access to any cool promos that we run with fantasy draft we run them from time to time so let's get started we start with the pacers and the Cavs. uh 208 total here pacers favored by 10 and a half darren collison is questionable Corey joseph is questionable miles turner is questionable on the cleveland side hood nawaba and love are all still out uh let's start with the pacers obviously this one's tough because you know collison and, and and joseph and turner news really does impact this team. They play enough minutes. Um, what's your thoughts here on the Pacers? Yeah, well, I mean, I, first thought is Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday, Aaron Holiday. Like, if Corey Joseph and Carlson are out, I, I want all the Aaron Holiday. I feel like he'll be super chalky, though. But uh, he's a really good player. I um, I thought so when he came out of the draft, and he's had some good performances when he's gotten opportunities. So, um I'd definitely be looking towards him. Uh, Victor Oladipo, obviously, just more usage for him. Um, so, yeah, those would be, like, my first two thoughts. And then, obviously, Sabonis, you know, if Turner's out, is, I don't know, borderline must play? Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, Sabonis would probably be 
one of the first guys in my lineup. Um, if Turner sits, you know, he'll get the minutes. And we know when Sabonis gets his minutes, uh, we know production's going to be there. Uh, so, like like those calls, uh, definitely couldn't agree more with the holiday call. But y- you'd want them both to be out, right? You want Collis and Ann Joseph to be out before you play holiday? Yeah, 100%. Because, um, you know, Corey Joseph, if, if Darren Collison's out, Corey Joseph will get, like, the bulk of the minutes at the point guard, I think. Um, so, and vice versa, obviously, Darren Collison. So, I, I definitely would want both of them to be out, which – I don't know if that'll happen, but it'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the Pacers do here because, you know, they do play on Wednesday against the Celtics. So if these guys are banged up, maybe they rest them here in this matchup against Cleveland. Cleveland really banged up. I don't think Cleveland's a real big threat here. Uh, and then maybe go into Boston with more, with Collison and those guys, Turner back. So it'd be interesting to see how the news plays out. It's the early game, so you should be able to get – the news pretty early, be able to adjust, use court IQ. Obviously, it's the night before. Um, so this one's tough. Anytime you have these question marks on key, key players, but I think we gave you guys a good outlook on what to look for here as far as the injury news. Uh, is there anything on Cleveland that you trust whatsoever? Um, I mean, I think that you know you can trust – Right now, like Alec Burke's going to play like 27 minutes to 30 minutes probably. If Hood's out, which, oh, he's already listed as out. Yeah, he's already um, out. You know, I think Alec Burke is, you know, the safest because you also have Nwab out. I mean, Delvadova is questionable, but I, I don't think that hurts his minutes at all. So, I mean, I think he is the the safest guy. The problem is it's not like the greatest matchup. Um you know, Larry Nance Jr.'s price is down. It's 5800 on DraftKings. I don't mind that. Um, just, again, not great matchups. You know, same thing with Tristan Thompson. So if, the problem is I just don't love, like, the pace of this game and, and their matchup. But, you know, you can take shots. All these guys are cheap, and, um, you know, you can make a cheap game stack. Yeah, if I'm taking shots, it's probably with Burks or Clarkson. Um, I just, it's really hard to trust Cleveland. But I, I will say, like, if Collison and Joseph get ruled out, maybe even Turner too, um, they're not that, like, a solid defensive team that we know the Pacers to be. Like, they'll be missing pieces. So maybe a slight bump um, as far as, like, just the defensive front goes when when we're looking at some of these cleveland guys and like you mentioned they're cheap um it's just it's trying to figure out which one's going to have the upside game and you know it's probably one of one of the three guards in clarkson burks or sexton but you, you don't feel good about playing any of those guys um you know especially when it comes to cleveland no yeah definitely i mean i think tristan thompson is the guy who benefits the most if turner's out because i think he's just you know, energy and, you know, I think he can at least win the matchup on the other end on their offensive end against Sabonis, you know, more likely than against Turner. I think Turner's just a a better defender. So that, that'd be my uh, shot. All right, let's move on. We got Washington at Philadelphia, no total in this game. Waiting to see what this game opens at. Um, 
we, we know Wall and Howard and those guys are out, but Morris is out as well. And on the Philly side, it sounds like they're going to be good to go. Um, but I was a little shocked they didn't have a total out for this game yet. Uh, what's your thoughts here with Washington? Uh, Joel Embiid is my thought with the whole game. Just play Joel Embiid. It's uh, like Washington has Thomas Bryant. You know, they have a bunch of pieces that are coming back healthy. They've got Otto Porter coming back. Trevor, Trevor Reese is playing a ton of minutes, Jeff Green, but they just have no one to guard Joel Embiid. So I, I like some plays from Washington, but I think the best play in this whole game is by far Joel Embiid. It's not even close, even at 11 K. I don't mind going there. Um, even with Jimmy Butler out, I mean, in, I think people, you know, will say, Oh, he's going to lose some usage, but they not really, he hasn't really. And he's going to, he can dominate this matchup. So, as much as I think, like, feels an okay play at his price, you know, I would just – I would go more the cheaper route, play guys like Ariza, Porter, and just bring it back with uh, Embiid because that's the play in this game. Yeah, you you, know, you kind of have to think, like, Porter is going to eventually start to play more minutes and, like, maybe jump on it before everybody else at 5,600, so – um, don't mind Porter. I love the Embiid call. Um, I agree. There's just nobody to really to guard him on the Washington side. Um, Santorinsky, I don't think he's the worst play at 5,400. We know, you know, he's probably going to play in the mid thirties if this game stays, uh, remotely close. So don't mind him, but, um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think we're looking at Embiid here and, you know, maybe playing some of the cheap Washington guys. Yeah, I'm also worried. Like, what do you think about Bryant? Because I'm kind of worried about this matchup for him, and I think they're going to have Bahimi play a little bit against Embiid as well. I, I just think that at his price, I, I don't know if I want to pay 6300 for Bryant in this matchup against Embiid. Um when I think the, he'll probably split, you know, his his minutes have gone down to 23 and 21 last game. So I, I just don't think that's a place I'm going to go. Yeah, you know, you look at it and, like, he had a decent game against Steven Adams uh, last time out. But, you know, the minutes are definitely concerning. And until until we really see him get that, like, mid-30 run, um it's really tough to trust him at 6,300. You know, we're not playing him at 4,700 anymore. We're playing him at 6,300 now. So uh couldn't agree more. Uh, I think there's going to be better plays that we're going to pay up a little bit more for at center and um, just kind of stay away from Bryant here. In- unless we get news on some type of minute uh, thing. But, yeah, I just the minutes concern me at 6,300. Yeah, for sure. And then having to guard Embiid uh, definitely concerns me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more concerning, actually, is having to guard him. Denver at Miami, 209.5 total here. Miami favored by 1.5. Uh, Will Barton is doubtful. Uh, this game is going on as we're recording the podcast on um, Wednesday night or Monday night, sorry, Monday night. Um, so we'll have to see if anything comes out. Uh, it is a back-to-back. Millsap, Harris, those guys are just getting back into the groove. We'll have to see if they play on a back-to-back here. Um, and, and the Gordon Drogic is out on the Miami side. Let's start with Denver. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Nuggets? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't really love this game that much. Um, 
I would have to see some news come out, like if Gary Harris was going to rest or Paul Millsap was going to rest on the uh, back end of the back-to-back, then I'd probably have a little more, um, you know, I'd probably have a little more interest towards like Jamal Murray and, um, you know, guys um, who would benefit from them being out. But I don't know. I just, they're they're just so deep. They're too deep, honestly. And that's like my worry right now is that there's just too many good players. Um, I don't know if I want anything like Gary Harris's price is fair. So is Paul Millsap. Um, Yeah. I mean, they're going to play their normal minutes. Yeah. I just, you know, Gary Harris is probably my, you know, I played him, uh, you know, today um, on Monday and Obviously, didn't get the type of production. You know, I think he went for five x. Like we, we obviously want more than five x. But you know, I'm just concerned about the minutes um, on a back to back. So really, unless we get some news that some of these guys might rest, it, it, you know, Miami is not the worst defensive team in the league either. This team is sound defensively. It's not like it's the best matchup. They're you know they're coming off of a double digit loss to Houston in Houston, you know, flying from Houston to Miami. It's just, it's not the best circumstance here. Unless some guys get ruled out. Um, I'm probably just going to stay away from uh, Denver in this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, is there anything on the Miami side that you like here? Uh, D Wade's price is fair. Um, you know, he's, they got blown out uh, last game. Uh, against Atlanta, he played 23 minutes, but you know his minutes are around 25 to you know 28 at most. Um, but 5K on DraftKings, I could I could pay that price, you know, at home. Um, other than that, though, I mean, Hassan Whiteside at 6600. I don't know if I'm. I don't think I'm going to go there. Um, so yeah, my probably only interest would be Wade. Yeah, Winslow's kind of his price is caught up to the production. I don't really see yep. a ton of upside there. You know, wide side against Jokic. Um, you know, I just for me this is a game that I just this is probably going to be the game that I target the least. Like Josh Richardson's price right where he should be. I just don't see a lot of profit potential on really anybody uh, on either side of this game. Unless we yep. get some injury news, obviously that yeah, makes a huge that's difference. Key. Um, Atlanta at Toronto, two twenty-eight total here. Toronto favored by fourteen and a half. Baysmore and Prince are still out for Atlanta. Valanciunas is still out uh, for Toronto, and then Deadman is probable, and Herter is probable as well. Uh, let's start with the Atlanta side of things. Uh, you know, I, I'd be shocked if this game stays uh, close. Um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, the Raptors, it, it seems like they haven't been resting guys, but all these guys have been, like, injured. Uh, you know, like, you know, Kawhi gets sat, and then Lowry comes back, and Lowry's out, and, like, Kawhi's playing. Um, what are we doing here with the Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, I mean, I think the worry is that this game doesn't stay close, and I'm of the mindset like you that I just I don't trust taking guys from this game. I mean, not a great matchup either for most of these guys. I mean, Deadman's price is is cheap. It's fifty two hundred on DraftKings. That's that's not bad. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't want to pay like John Collins is is a great player, but I don't want to pay sixty nine hundred for him. 
Um, you know, Trey Young, you can't trust. I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, this game, I'm wondering if, you know, the Raptors rest Kyle Lowry, it, you know, it would kind of make some sense after he, you know, he played 31 minutes last game, 32 minutes. So I don't know. They don't really need him against Atlanta. So it, it would make sense to me for someone to rest. Yeah, and if, obviously if he rests, um, you know, Van Vliet would be one of those guys that would make it pretty high up on our board here. Uh, just I'm with you. I look at Atlanta and nothing really stands out to me. Like Bembre is probably the guy that stands out the most just because he's 4,600. And if he knocks down shots, we could see him, you know, push push like the mid to upper 20s in fantasy points and at 4,600. You know, that's not the worst. And if this game gets out of hand, like I think he still plays his, you know, 20, you know, eight-ish minutes. So yeah. like he's the one guy that I think I don't mind taking a shot on. But outside of that, it's just, you know, the, the front court is really crowded now that like Lynn, Deadman, and Collins are there. This is not like an amazing matchup. You know, we'll we'll talk about the Atlanta front court on tomorrow's podcast when they're playing Brooklyn, but um, this matchup with Toronto, just not as good. Let, you know, let's talk Toronto. If if everybody plays, is this just a spot? We're just going to kind of stay away from Toronto here. Yeah. Cause I don't know how you're going to pay these prices for these guys. Unless you, unless you're doing a full game stack and you think this game's staying close, like I, you know, 9,600 for Kawhi. I don't want to pay that Pasco Siakam great play in this game it's a perfect like matchup for him really just kind of running up and down but this game's not going to stay close um yeah i just i I don't think i'm gonna go with anybody here yeah i just i don't really love anything if you want to take a a tournament flyer tournament flyer large field tournament flyer norman pal would be the the tournament flyer here um he should get run in a blowout if he plays 25 minutes at 3800 he's shown that you know he can get 25 fantasy points he could be a fantasy point per minute guy but if he plays 10 to 15 minutes you're screwed so that's why i said large field tournament um and like straight flyer uh is norman powell and if you're doing that you're hoping that the game gets ugly because you want him to get his minutes in garbage time and get that usage but you know, and he would also be a really good play if if one of Kawhi or Lowry sit as well. Yep. Might now if man, wouldn't it be interesting? If they're like, hey, we're gonna sit Lowry and Kawhi. Then we'd probably stack the heck out of this game. Then it's Siakam, it's Van Fleet, it's probably Powell or OG. Baca, like- yeah, <laughs> like that, then they're all back in play. But what's interesting, they're not on a back-to-back. Like they're not playing on Wednesday, so um, you know we don't, we won't get yeah, that. They like probably won't sit in ever. They won't sit. But they I don't think they sit. sit they don't play anybody until Friday. So yeah. All right, um, Timberwolves and Thunder. One of the better games on this slate. Two twenty-four and a half total. Thunder favored by eight. Covington and Rose are both out, and then Abrinas. Is out on the Thunder side. Uh, let's start with the Timberwolves. You know, obviously with Covington and Rose out, that frees up you know fifty to sixty minutes. Um, what are we looking at here on the Timberwolves? Well, I mean, I think someone that people aren't going to look at is Jeff Teague, um, just because of the matchup, and I, I just love his usage the last two games. Guys played with the ball in his hands the whole time. He's had double digit. 
assists in his last two games, um, over 40 fantasy points. I, he, he looks really good. And, um, I don't know. I think, I think this is one of the ways I'm going to be a little different tomorrow. Um, I, again, I like this game. You like this game getting pieces from it is key. And I think Jeff Teague's one of the guys that I'm going to want, um, from the Minnesota side. I do like him a lot. Yeah. You know, you look at this matchup for towns and yeah, he could beat Adams. He could have a good game yeah. here, but it, it's a, it's a tougher matchup. This is a, this is a spot. If this game stays close, it's probably because of Teague and Wiggins. And I hate, I hate playing Wiggins, Oof. but this is a spot that like Wiggins might actually play 40 minutes. And if this game stays close, shoot the ball 20 times, you know, we can't argue with the shot attempts from this guy right now. So he is a one dimensional player and I hate playing him, but this is a spot he could go for 30 actual points. Um, so I don't hate Wiggins here, and I don't mind maybe taking a shot on like a Taj Gibson where he's cheap um, with no Covington, and those would probably be the three guys. I don't think I play Carl Anthony Towns here. I couldn't agree with you more on Jeff Teague, sixty five hundred price where people will be kind of off of him because he's not cheap. Uh, so I think this is a spot we you know kind of stay away from Cat and play the other pieces around him. Yeah, man, uh, Wiggins definitely at six K. I, I like that. You, you're you're looking at this game staying close, and you think that Cat's gonna have a tough time um, against Stephen Adams. Then you know they need other guys to score, and you know Teague and Wiggins can definitely score. You know they're not the Wiggins is a shooter. He's a scorer. Teague is a a guy who is really good at getting assists, but he can also score the ball when needed to. So I think they, you know, take a lot of the scoring if needed from, um, for the Timberwolves. So, uh, yeah. Is this their first game without Tibbs too? Yeah. This would be the first game without Tibbs too. So it'll be interesting to see their like, uh, you know, minutes in rotation with, you know, like if it's a blowout, do they leave the guys in there? Like how, how they kind of, um, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do, like from a rotation standpoint. Yeah, this would be one that you know you fire up the old Apple TV and watch a uh, league pass type of game. So yeah, um, couldn't agree with you more. I think that you got to kind of watch this one to see what we're looking at here. But um, maybe they give Sarge more run. Uh, I don't mind taking a shot on you know a Minnesota guy that you kind of feel like should be getting more run with the new coach. Um, but really, you know, it's the main pieces for me here. And my problem, John, is I don't know who to run it back with. Like, Westbrook's 11-2. He's always in play every single slate. Paul George is 10-3 as an amazing matchup, one of the best individual matchups on the entire slate. But, you know, for him to profit at 10-3, we need him to go for 60. And he's only done that twice in the last 10 games, and he hasn't done it in seven straight. So... What do you want to run it back, if anything, here on the Thunder side? Yeah, I think the guy to run it back with is Steven Adams. I mean, he's fairly priced at 7K, I think. That's not a terrible price for him. And, you know, Carl Anthony Towns isn't, you know, a great defender by any means. So it's someone that we can attack, you know, in Westbrook with the pick and roll. I just think that uh, it's a spot where, you know, Steven Adams is the most fairly priced on this uh, 
whole OKC team. I mean, you know, Westbrook is eleven over eleven K, and like you said, PG is over ten K. So it's like I don't want to pay those prices for those guys, even though Paul George does individually have one of the best matchups on the board. Like you said, um, I just think that taking a cheaper guy for over three K more or three K less and still have like 40, 45 point upside is, is key. Yeah. And like, say you're playing Teague and Wiggins, like you're playing two pieces and you want to play like a Westbrook or a George. I don't hate that idea, but you know, if you play Teague and Wiggins and Adams, like you're getting three guys, you know, for right at like, um, you know, 20 K and you could potentially be looking at like, a hundred fantasy points to 150 fantasy points, depending on the ceiling and upside games from those guys. So um, I, I don't hate that idea, but I, I just say like, if you're going to play two guys from the Timberwolves, hoping this is a, a hard fought battle. Um, I don't mind playing like a Westbrook or a George with them. I just, it's not the yeah. route that I think I'll take. Yeah, no, especially with me, you know, loving Joel and being on this slate. It's just, I, I don't think I'm going to have, you know, a lot of spots to spend up like that for other guys. Yeah, where well, we had a ton of value on Monday, it's not looking like we're going to have a ton of value on this slate unless we yeah. get some news. So, all right, uh, moving on. We got the Kings and the Suns. No total in this game. We're waiting on the most important news on the entire slate. Devin Booker, uh, questionable for this game. Knock on wood, John. The Suns have been really good about injury reports this season. We'll have to kind of see how this plays out, but. The Kings, you know, the, their their game's just, you know, getting started here with the Magic now. We'll have to see if any injury news comes out of that. Um, Bagley was available to play, and he's on the court as we're recording. So it sounds like he's, um, you know, somewhat back, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with him on a back-to-back after, you know, missing all these games. Uh, what are your thoughts here with the Kings? Um, so, you know, Darren Fox is a great – this is a great matchup for him. Up and down game, um, pushing the ball. I really like him a lot. Um, you know, Bogdan at 5,900, I think that's – you know, it's getting up there, but I think that's still somewhat fair for him if he's starting, if Shumpert's out, which I I don't know. Did they rule him out for that? Not yet. They have just ruled – they just ruled him out for um, Monday, and he's day-to-day. So we'll have to okay. kind of see. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if if Shumpert's out, then Bogman starting. I still like that at fifty nine hundred. Um, Bielitsa for me only if uh, Marvin Bagley sits, which I think there's a, a decent chance that he could sit on a back back end of a back to back. So um, uh, we'll see on that one. Obviously, um, yeah, those would probably be. And then Willie Cauley Stein at sixty three hundred is a great play. Yeah, Willie Colley Stein. I was like, oh man, I hope he, I hope he misses. Like he doesn't mention him, so I could like, you know, <laughs> sound smart. But uh, love this matchup for him against Aiton. Like this would be a spot that Willie Colley Stein. Um, I'm not ever worried about Willie Colley Stein on a back to back. Dude has so much energy. Um, so yeah, I like Willie Colley Stein. I like Fox. Um, I don't love shooters on a back to back, so I don't think I'd play Buddy Heald at at 74 on a back to back. I think shooters take more hit than anybody else um when it comes to back-to-back so um 
Yeah, Fox, Willie Cauley-Stein, Bodanovich, and then like you said, if Bagley sits, uh, Bielitsa would be a guy that I'd certainly look at uh, across the industry at his price. As far as Phoenix goes, you know, Aiton is really expensive, but as much as I love Vooch in the matchup on, on Monday, I think Aiton's an interesting tournament play. It's just I, I think he has the potential to go for like 50-plus here. It's just it's tough because, you know, the price. If he doesn't go for like 45 to 50, you're in trouble at 8,100 on this slate because we don't have a ton of value plays yet. Exactly. I mean, it, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to pay that price for Aiton. Um, it is a good matchup. I just don't think I'm going to be able to go up there. Um, also, to you know, Devin Booker really holds the key to this uh, game, yeah. kind of, because, you know, it could be a blowout, you know, if he doesn't play. It's, it's tough to predict those, but, you know, I definitely am worried if he doesn't play, but I do like TJ Warren, um, seventy one hundred. Uh, his price has gone up there, but you know he's gonna see you know thirty eight to forty minutes probably. So if Devin Booker's out and and you're stacking this game up, I mean TJ Warren's definitely the guy for me that I take from the Suns. Yeah, and, and Jackson, like yeah, um, yeah, like Jackson and Warren. I don't think you have to get cute. Like, if we get news that Booker's not going to play, I think you can plug those two guys in. And um, I, I honestly, like, I think people will play Ubre, and I don't think he's the best play. Um, they just, they're not really, he's not really meshing with this team. You know, from what I've watched of this, he just hasn't meshed well with this uh, Suns team. So I like Warren and Jackson a lot if Booker doesn't play. If Booker plays, I don't mind firing a Booker, especially at low ownership. People hate playing guys, but the Suns have made it. The Suns have made it really clear when their guys play, they're going to play them in their minutes, even if it's coming off an injury. We've seen guys come back and play thirty-five minutes, so uh, it's been one good thing about Phoenix this year. Uh, knock on wood. Yeah, that's one good thing too about late swap is you really can kind of hold off on that news if you want to play Booker because you're right. If he goes into questionable. Um, if he's still questionable going into like the eight o'clock game and we still don't have news, you know, like nobody's going to play him pretty much waiting on that news. I, I don't think after eight, because then you'll have, you know, you'll went past five games. So you'll only be able to late swap in two or three. So I think that, you know, having Booker in and kind of waiting on that news and uh, hoping he plays is, isn't a bad thing bad way to go in, in tournaments because if he does you know that he can honestly have one of the biggest games on the slate yeah massively fast-paced game uh, against the kings on a back-to-back um like booker could have a massive game so yeah. and like make sure if you if you're doing what john's talking about you're using your your lineup construction the right way you have all your late guys in the guard for utility spots uh it's a really common mistake by people not paying attention uh and that will get you in trouble if you do that so make sure you're paying attention and like it's not like you don't have another game like we have the charlotte clippers game which we're about to talk about here in a second and like that game is one of the better games on the entire slate so you like if if for some reason Booker doesn't play and you have a bunch of salary left, like 
you know, if you have two or three guys left, you'll be able to, you know, play around with your lineup and probably make something that, you know, looks pretty good. Right. I mean, like, I think one thing is you got to create what the lineup with Booker, and then you got to create how you're going to react to the, the news, whether he's out or in, you know what I mean? You got to be able to have that like on standby almost, right. You got to know what you're going to kind of pivot to almost, um, you know, if, if he was to be out. So I think that's one thing too. People just try and do it on the fly. And it's like, you should have kind of a, a plan or an idea if he is out beforehand. Couldn't agree more, my friend. Couldn't agree more. Um, and, and like, Build your lineup with Booker. Look at and see what it looks like uh, without Booker, and then you can kind of go from there. And maybe you don't like it without Booker. Maybe you know you don't play Booker because you don't like how it looks with or without him. So, all right, uh, moving on. Charlotte at LA taking on the Clippers. Two thirty total. Clippers favored by six and a half. Uh, Jeremy Lamb is questionable. Zeller is out, and then the Clippers. Still pretty much good to go as far as health goes. Um, Mute is still out. But uh, let's start with Charlotte. This game should be a really solid game. One of the highest totals on the slate. Should be kind of back and forth. Um, what do you like here for the Hornets? Uh, I mean, Bismack is still in play, I think, at 4,500. Um, you know, he, he didn't get his uh, full – he got 21 minutes last game against Phoenix. I don't, I don't really know what was up with that. He wasn't really in foul trouble. I didn't really watch that game. So I, I don't know. Gomez had a good game. Hernan Gomez had a good. Okay. So um, I still think he's in play if he starts though, because they're probably just going by, you know, the hot start, but I do like him. Uh, other than that, I think Kemba is in play, especially if Jeremy Lamb is out. I, I like Kemba. Um, they just need they need scoring, and uh, without Zeller and Lamb, if Lamb's out. That's just they they need him to score a lot. So I think I think uh, those two guys, maybe even Marvin Williams too. I know he played thirty five minutes uh, last game, thirty four minutes the game before. He's getting the minutes. You know, not a great matchup. Um, Gallo's a good defender, um, but he's still he's still out there. So. I don't know. Yeah, I don't hate Marvin Williams. I think he can be a nice little six six X, maybe even seven X type of play here. Um, what's your thoughts on like Devontae Graham if, if Lamb sits again? I know he didn't really play a ton of minutes against Phoenix the other night, but you know, he came into that game really solid as far as just output went and you know, not the worst matchup in the world for him against the Clippers here. Uh, you know what? I just don't trust his minutes. I think they want to see Malik Monk too a little, and I think those guys are kind of almost maybe not split in the minutes, but close to. Um, so I don't think he gets like the 30 minutes that we're looking for. So yeah. from that standpoint, you know, I'm out on that. I I would rather go Nicholas Batum for just a little bit more, but even him, like it's not a great matchup and, you know, but if I'm going to pay 4K for Graham, I would just take the extra 700 and go up to Batum. Yeah, completely fair. That's why I was kind of interested on in your thoughts yeah. on him. Like, you know, it's always interesting when you get these rookie, um, rookie, rookie players that are getting minutes uh, because of injury. And you know, obviously Graham, not the worst player um, 
you know, at 4K. But, yeah, I think, like, I really do think it's an interesting spot for Kimba. Do you think he kind of goes overlooked here? He hasn't been playing great. He hasn't had, like, a blow-up game in the last four games. Like, he blew up against Washington right before the new year. But, you know, the last four games for him, Phoenix, Denver, Dallas, Orlando, not the not the murderous row of defenses. Like, does Kimba go overlooked here at 88? I mean, I think he does. And I think he's, you know, he's, he's going to be needed to – kind of shoulder the load um, in this game because the Clippers are a really good team and they can score. You know, they got a bunch of scores and, you know, Gallinari, Harris, Lou Williams, you know, so they're going to need to, you know, someone to put up points. And if, like I said, if Lamb's out, that's like 15 shots they're missing. You know what I mean? So it's just Kemba's going to get a lot of that usage and maybe like Malik Monk too, who likes to, triggered from everywhere, but um, I don't know. I just, I, I do think that Kemba is in a good spot and I'm, I'm with you. I think he's going to get overlooked. Um, now on the Clippers side of things, um, like Gallinari at, at 73, like his prices come up, you know, he had those, that stretch of over 35 fantasy point games. He had four out of the last five and then didn't have a great game against Orlando last time out. He shot like, you know, two for 10 from three point range. But um, what are you looking at here as far as the Clippers go? Yeah. I mean, Gallinari's price is he's priced where he should be. I think it's uh it's a fair price at like 7,300 on DraftKings. Tobias Harris is at 7,600. Um, these guys are very similar. I think, you know, they got, you know, 40, 45 point upside, you know, um, I, I I don't know if I'm going to pay that price, though. I think if I were to take a guy from this game, I think it'd be Montrez Harrell. Um, I think he has a chance to play some good minutes. I also think that if they were to go small, like uh, if the Hornets were to go small, then he, he would play even more. So And they've done that at times where they've gone small to kind of get some more scores out there. So you could see, you know, like, Monk play a little bit more with Graham and Kemba and Batum and, um, you know, have a Williams or Biombo as like their sole big guy. So I don't know. I, I feel like that could happen if it does. Montrez will, will probably play the five. Yeah. You know, he's obviously interesting here. Like I love when uh Boban starts because you know, Harold's going to play, you know, upper 20 in minutes because they don't like rolling out Boban. So It'd be interesting, like, if you get news that Gortat's going to sit, I think Harold would be the guy that I'd play um, the most of. Uh, yeah, I just – Clippers are tough here. Lou Williams is priced where he should be. Gallinari's priced where he should be. Tobias has some upside at 7,600, but really his only flash at upside three out of the last ten games, uh, and one of those was against the Magic. He always shows up against the Magic. Uh, so if, yeah, for me, I just I don't really love anything here on the Clippers. I like the Harold call. Uh, that's that's really all I got on the Clippers side here. Yeah, that's it. Uh, New York at Golden State, two thirty total. Golden State favored by seventeen and a half. Uh, Nick's gonna be on a back to back here after playing Portland on Monday. Um, I obviously, got to wait and see if there's any news that comes out of the Knicks game. That game's going as we're recording. Um, is there anything that you like in uh, in this entire game? 
Uh, Nick's on a back-to-back. <laughs> you know, I don't love it from the standpoint that I think the Knicks are just going to get blown out in the spot. Um, so that just worries me. I think all, like a lot of their prices, like Moutier's price actually went down a little bit. It's 5,800 on DraftKings. Tim Hardaway, he's 6,600. That's still not terrible for a guy playing 38 minutes. Um, you know, they've got Vaughn lay at 61, but it's just, I don't think this game stays close, but this game is definitely stackable. If you think it does stay close. Um, I do like guys like, you know, Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, if this game were to stay close. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't think this, this game just screams blowout in the back end of a back-to-back for uh, New York. Yeah, it screams blowout indeed. I hate predicting blowouts. I'm never in the, I'm not in the business of predicting blowouts. I'm in the prediction of, you know, trying to get as many fantasy points as possible. But this one screams trouble. Um, obviously, if anybody gets ruled out, like, you know, you, you, you could take advantage of it. Um, it's just, it's really tough. Like, I, I don't want anything to do with the Warriors in this game. Um, maybe Jarepko at, at 3,400 could potentially get some extra run in a blowout game. Uh, but really, I don't even know if this is the right slate to even risk him um, because I just – this game for a 230 total and the Golden State having the highest implied team total on the slate, it's really hard to really trust anybody here. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just – it's it's hard to pay those prices and trust these guys, you know, to play their normal minutes. So it's just tough. Um so yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna have any uh, any of this game. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, give me your favorite game to either go over or under the spread here. Uh, I'm gonna say my favorite play to go over is the uh, Minnesota OKC game. Well, that's the same thing I was gonna say. Ah. I like that. I, I like when we're on the same page. There you um, go. All right. So let's see. I will go. You know, give me the under in, in the Cleveland game. Uh, I know it's okay. at 208. I hate betting a under on a 208 game, but that game is going to be ugly. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Under, under 5K to 7X. First look. Give me a value guy that you think is just going to break the slate here. Let's see. Under 5K. I'm going to say. Man, there's not much value on this slate. <laughs> that is certainly what we noticed as we were going here. <laughs> I was like, oh, this this won't be that bad. No, I just... I'm going to say that... I guess I'm going to say Alec Burke right now is my favorite under 5K. That's... That's telling you a lot about this slate. Yeah. Might be a good day to go balanced if we don't get any news. Um, I'm going to take uh, Josh Jackson. I'm going to say Devin Booker doesn't play. Jackson goes okay, bonkers like and uh, goes 7X. And if Booker plays, I definitely get that one wrong. Um, over 8K, not the 5X. Who's going to be the bust up top today? I think uh, Carl Anthony Towns. 
Man, we were on, we're we are all over on the same page today. That's the <laughs> same guy I was gonna take. Um, not to five X today. Give me, you know, give me Ben Simmons. Okay, that's I a, think Embiid's gonna have a monster game here. Yep. Um, give me your favorite six X play on the slate. My favorite six X play. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Joel Embiid. There you go. I like it. He's sticking to his Embiid love. I'm gonna say Jeff Teague. Okay, I like that too. Um, and yeah, it's fun, John. It's been fun, my friend. Um, sir, we got uh me and Grant on tomorrow's podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed what we had for today. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, man, just uh, good luck, everyone. Hope uh, Embiid uh, does it for us tomorrow. All right, we're going to ride that Embiid train because it, it's not looking like we're going to be able to pay up for more than one person today. So hope everyone crushes. We'll be back tomorrow. Good luck in your contest, and we will see you then.